Prince Trap by Track. I'm your host Darren and today we're going to be talking about Daddy Pop from Diamonds and Pearls. Recorded June 1990 at the Olympic Studios in London while Prince was on tour and then overdubs were performed in early 1991 at Paisley Park and of course it was released on the 1st of October 1991. On the track you have Prince and the New Power Generation which is Michael B, Levi, Tommy Barbarella, Rosie Gaines, Tony M, Damon and Kirky J of course. Um, and then you have a sample of the words, oh, daddy, oh, yeah, which are performed by Elisa Fiorello. Um, and then you also have samples of Bernard Purdy. There's a drum loop, a sample from Rocksteady by Aretha Franklin and Young, Gifted and Black by Aretha Franklin. They mm. kind of uh, form the kind of basis uh, of the song. Um, you know, obviously the, the MPG added stuff on top of that at a later date. Uh, this, of course, is the second track on the album, but it is the first to feature the band, as Thunder was mostly a solo effort. Uh, the track itself is 5 minutes 16, and joining me to talk about it today is Zachary Hoskins. Hello, Zachary. Hi. You know, let's pick a genre for this. Um, I, I mean, I guess <laughs> the fact that pop is in the title, you kind of want to say it's a pop song. Mm. But at the same time, kind of the use of sampling uh, and the kind of, uh, you know, the kind of using, uh, you know, the Aretha Franklin songs as the basis... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know where I would kind of categorize it other than um, saying that it's kind of like a pop song. I, I think of it as kind of a sort you know, I, I, I don't necessarily want to call it funk to the to the extent that, you know, it's definitely it's definitely not like a like a James Brown or or Sly Stone type funk. But yeah. it's sort of like a like a lighter, poppier version of of, of that type of uh you know a little, little bit little bit jazzy it has that it has the some of that live band feel that diamonds and pearls starts to have even though yeah <laughs> as you mentioned fairly sample heavy <laughs> but um but yeah so I, I i guess light light funk is maybe how i would how i would categorize it yeah i guess that makes sense and also yeah like you say you know michael b who uh, i'm sure i will say this on practically every track he's on <laughs> is probably my favorite prince drummer and yeah, there is that kind of live band sound that he puts over the top, uh, in particular, some of the kind of fills later mm. on in the song, um, you know, and, you know, we get Prince kind of um, double tracked a little bit. Um, and, you know, in the, for the for the choruses, certainly, but in the verses, you've, <laughs> I don't know, the funny thing is, it starts with, oh, daddy, suck it to me, which is <laughs> coming out of thunder. This is kind of a very spiritual song. You get this kind of um, like a sting, like a, it's like a, almost like a, a kind of a chord is just played. And it's like boom, oh daddy, suck it to me, and it's just like, what on earth? Like where am I? What has happened? Like right. it's, it's you know, cause I got this album, you know, uh, Christmas nineteen ninety one, um, and just putting it in, you know, obviously I was I wanted I wanted it for get off. I was you know, so I've mm. got to listen to these like five or six songs to get to get off. <laughs> And when Daddy Pop comes on, I'm like, what on earth is going on with this song? <laughs> like, I don't really kind of understand where I am. Um, right. You know, but we get Prince, um, you know, with, with a band now that is kind of mostly black. Mm. We start to kind of get some of the kind of 
you know, the black influence. I mean, starting off by sampling, you know, Aretha Franklin yeah. songs, you know, in that that kind of immediately kind of comes through. But the fact that he says, see my brother talk in plenty head, mm. I, I that feels like such a, you know, it feels like a kind of lyric that Prince wouldn't have written with the, the, the revolution as his band. <laughs> right. You know, it, feel, it feels like there's a kind of, there's an influence coming through. Um, you know, the, the kind of it takes him a little bit more back to his kind of cultural roots, mm. um, you know, and the kind of Rosie Gaines as well, kind of adding to stuff by saying steady wishing he could sleep in your bed. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's funny because on this song, she's credited as co-lead backing Vox, which mm. is such a kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a... like, is she is she a, is she a lead or is she backing? Like, right. What's going on? <laughs> Just covering all the bases. <laughs> yeah and it says steady wishing he was in your car and of course rosie says just a steady wishing that he was who you are and that's one of my favorite lines in this song is the way that she sings that i'm gonna have to say it straight up because this is the first time where we really get in rosie Gaines. Mm. um you know i love everything that rosie Gaines did with the mpg you know and it's mostly on this album but you know she she did kind of pop up again in a few other songs you know in later years uh, but i just think everything she that she adds to all the songs on this album uh, they, that that's the thing that I really love about, um, you know, uh, Diamonds and Pearls is is everything that you know the rest of the band started adding to to what Prince was doing, mm. uh, and you know obviously you start you start straight away with this song kind of getting some of that influence, you know, and then we get kind of the chorus uh, with Pop Daddy, Daddy Pop, Brother Steady talking while the girls are steady hop, <laughs> and then Pop Daddy, Daddy Pop punching in a rock and roll clock, um, <laughs> and. Throughout the song, there are these two little samples of Oh Daddy and then Oh Yeah, uh, <laughs> as sung by uh, Elisa. And you, you really hear them at the end of that first chorus where after it says punching in a rock and roll clock, you get Oh Daddy. Um, <laughs> and there are these little kind of samples of that throughout the song kind of added in. And it's mm. it's really weird because once you hear them, that's all you can hear in the song is just <laughs> yeah. those two samples. back. And they, and, they, they get a solo later, um, which is where, which is usually where I yeah. hear it. I, I need to go back and... It's it's gonna ruin the song for me. I'm 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 just I'm just gonna hear Elisa Fiorillo. But but I love yeah. the idea that Prince just had this stockpile of like sexy samples from his various proteges because you you know you he was still he was still using uh you know samples of Vanity as as far as late as the the Cum album. He just had you know he was, I, I don't know what these were recorded for, but uh, but he had a stockpile. So <laughs> yeah, as well use them uh, somewhere. <laughs> yes. Um, and he says, you know, see all the people wonder why you set your goals high, high as the sky. Um, you know, of course, obviously Rosie delivering those lines, it makes sense because she's immediately in the higher register. <laughs> so sometimes Prince likes to go a little bit on the nose when it comes to <laughs> um, stuff in a song. Uh, see the people running from the truth, living in the past when they need to be living the new pop daddy. Daddy Pop. And again, I'm, I'm no clear as to exactly what Pop Daddy Daddy Pop is talking about. Um, <laughs> although I do like the idea of punching in a rock and roll clock. Um, it, it, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's such a prosaic image for, for Prince, but also accurate because this is a guy who was, you know, in the studio, like sometimes more than eight hours a day. So for him, it really was like, this is his day job, you know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. but it, which, which, I, which sounds so 
unromantic, you know, like you're supposed to, you're supposed to just be caught up in the, in the feeling and, you know, only recording when the inspiration hits you. And, uh, but it's for Prince, it's just punching the clock. Like (laughs) Paisley Park is his office, you know? (laughs) Yes. Uh, well, I mean, we'll get a little bit more on that later on in the song where, you know, we, we, we kind of get an expansion on what the idea of daddy pop is. Um, but then we get kind of a little thing here where instead of saying, you know, um, you know, pop daddy, we just get pop and then we get kind of like a bit of a stop start mm. and then we get to talk guitar talk. And then this is where we get, you know, a little bit of a showcase um, for I think it's Levi who's on the guitar um, or is it uh, it might be just be Prince giving himself the, the spotlight <laughs> when he, he right. kind of takes a little has a little kind of kind of, um, you know, uh, guitar solo there. Um, and then we find out that Daddy Pop is the writer and Love is the book. It <laughs> uh, doesn't make things any clearer for me, but, you know, you better look it over before you overlook. Um, and this is where you say the the, 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 the two kind of, um, you know, samples kind of get their, their solo here where someone counts and they go, one, oh, Daddy, two, <laughs> oh, yeah, three, suck it to me, and then four, come on, you're the best. And I do love the kind of, as the song kind of stops just at that point with the you're the best. So it's kind of almost delivered a cappella. Prince kind of outlining maybe his worldview where he says, see all the critics wasting time worrying about the daddy while he beat you blind. I mean, that's a very kind of specific image uh, that, that he's painting there. You know, get your life together, stop your crying. Whenever they say that you can't, that's when you need to be trying. So, I mean, Prince just kind of basically, like we're saying, you know, punching in the rock and roll clock. Prince just be, you know, saying to people, you know, if you don't think you could do something, just start doing it. Like, mm. stop crying about it and just get your life together. <laughs> uh, which, you know, seems kind of, uh, you know, a little bit judgmental, particularly with that kind of, you know, the daddy while he beat you blind thing. I mean, you know, that's a very kind of specific image. Obviously calling back a little bit maybe to Purple Rain. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, some people like to see stuff as being autobiographical. But I think that's just Prince kind of turning a phrase uh, rather than anything kind of autobiographical in that. Yeah, yeah. We get kind of, I don't know, I don't know what to call this because it's not like a verse or a chorus, but it's kind of like a, the middle eight. Uh, where Prince kind of says, what kind of fool is this that thinks daddy will miss? What kind of boy would diss a list as long as his Tory itself? <laughs> and I love the way he breaks history up into that because it's such a kind was, of... Was Michael like, Jackson listening to this and, and, and taking notes? Is this is this the, uh, <laughs> the genesis of the history album? <laughs> I mean, possibly, yeah. Um, and then, of course, he says, I got grooves and grooves up on the shelf. Mm. Deep purple Concord gems. This party I will slam. I don't think you understand whatever you can't do, Daddy can. The one and only Daddy Pop. I think at this point you pretty much know that Prince is, is calling himself Daddy Pop. Yeah, I this mean, is autobiographical. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think as well the kind of the deep purple Concord jams, you know, the whole grooves and grooves upon the shelf. Obviously, the kind of hint at the vault there. And, right. Uh, yeah. You know. I, I, it makes me wonder was this, is this the first. Uh, canonical reference to the vault i i know that um i know that the vault was started during uh susan rogers tenure um and yeah is is this the first uh the first time he's made reference to it in in a song um i'm, I'm not sure i i haven't done my research but but but, but i'm curious. i mean i gotta say as someone who at this point has talked about almost every song up to this point right i right. think yeah it probably is the first time that you know it's been mentioned in any way and of course it wouldn't be really until the liner notes of the the hits the b-sides that 
you know, Alan Leeds would actually say, you know, we've got we've got a vault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we've got a vault that's got lots of songs in. That's that's pretty much what Alan Leeds confirmed with the hits, the B sides. But yeah, I just like the way he says it though. You know, grooves and grooves upon a shelf. You know, that's because mm. obviously you you use the phrase groove to describe a song, but also you know on a, on a you know on a vinyl record you have the grooves right so yep. he's he's obviously it's almost as if he's saying it both ways with each word so he's saying you know he's got the grooves and grooves yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's both ways um yeah and then you know we get the we kind of we have the kind of when we get the chorus here with the pop daddy daddy pop we get the kind of check the record um and then <laughs> we get we get one of our favorite bits in the song uh, which is Papa Daddy's coming, and then we get the ring, diddy ding, somebody's <laughs> calling, and then we get the kind of the jester's on the phone, and then Prince saying, "Oh yeah, Rosie, tell him I at home," <laughs> and he says, "Just one in a long line that want to see me," and I'm I just kind of love that. It's my favorite kind of exchange, particularly for the whole kind of you know the imitation of a phone ringing. Right. <laughs> it's just it's just such a kind of nice touch you know prince could have easily put like a phone ring sample in there something but he didn't we know he, he had a sound of... effects you know he he, he loved those yeah. sound effects tapes so <laughs> yeah so this and he's just he's just choosing to kind of to sing it um and then this is where we kind of get the you know the the daddy pop and then this is where you have the two samples back to back the oh daddy oh mm-hmm. yeah and this is where it is really noticeable and then you kind of get daddy pop coming back in and then we're building up to the the debut on this album of Tony M. Ah, uh, history in the making. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, young Anthony Mosley uh, kind of steps up to the mic, um, <laughs> and I like as well how you know this is kind of a you know an introduction to the band. You know, we've had Rosie's name mentioned there, right? Uh, you know, we've had a little bit of guitar in here. Uh, you know, uh, Prince is obviously Daddy Pop, so we've, we've, we've finally established that this far into the song. <laughs> and then, you know, Tony M comes in and he says, Daddy Pop, lead the band. So obviously confirming that mm. it's Prince that is Daddy Pop. And then he says, as I step to the mic and lend a hand to the funky groove, let's make the whole house move. Yo, band, when we hear me say, ooh. And then we get the rest of the band responding with an ooh. <laughs> and then he says, that's right. We're going to turn this mother out tonight. We ain't leaving until they're going to have to turn off the lights. And if they do, then tell me what we're going to do. And then they say, trash it up because we ain't through. <laughs> and I like the idea of the MPG kind of getting to the end of a set and, you know, kind of not wanting to go. Yeah. And then, like, someone turning the lights out on this band and they just start smashing the place up <laughs> because they really have to just keep playing music. Uh, yeah. And then he says, yeah, let's hit it. It's time to get with it. I ain't no angel, so to hell with the playing innocent. Those who came to party know what I'm talking about. And so come on, y'all, wave your hands in the air, everybody, wave your hands in the air for the funkiest band in the land. And don't forget the P-A-R-T-Y-M-A-N. And I just like that. It's like a cameo of Party Man. The Party Man reference. Yeah, they're going deep. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah, but I also like the fact that they call themselves the funkiest band in the land. And this right. is literally the first song that they're playing on in this album. Right. Yeah, those are those are uh, strong words, but, you know, Prince Prince can back them up. So. Um, and then, of course, he says, peace. Um, which i like you know and then he says like i said right about now mpg is like ah (laughs) and i mean some people criticize tony m for being um you know the top end of a mediocre rapper right i think he really fits well with what prince wanted on this album and on the next album and you know he does what prince wants you know that's that's the whole important point of this is 
you know, Prince is Daddy Pop. Right. And if he wants you to do this rap like this, then this is, you know, this is what he wants delivered. And, you know, Tony M kind of comes through for him. And I think if you look at it historically, like, you know, this album came out in 1991. Uh, it's it's not like, there. obviously there were good rappers, great, great rappers before 1991, but a lot of the rap music that was on the charts, you know, this was the era of M- MC Hammer and, Kid and Play and Tone Loke and Young MC and you know like the this the the pop rap you know very sort of rudimentary rhymes really more about you know uh, creating a party atmosphere that was still very much part of the landscape. So Tony M, I think if you if, if you compare him to to those you know if you compare him to Kid and Play as opposed to you know like Rock him or Nas or someone I, he doesn't he doesn't come out looking that bad actually so yeah uh, that, that's just my two cents on Tony M it's funny cuz you missed off that list the first rapper to have a number 1 album in the US <laughs> uh Vanilla Ice yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, to the extreme. I, I didn't want to create my own straw man, but yeah, Bill Ice <laughs> is in there too. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, and of course we finish with Tony M going, ha <laughs> After the band does a little kind of and we get him with a ha at the very end. Right. You know, which feels like a kind of fitting end to the song. Just kind of like you know, it starts with this 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 kind of. Uh, in fact, if you look at the kind of journey of where it goes, it starts with the kind of "Oh, Daddy, suck it to me" at the start, and then it just finishes with Tony right. M and a ha. And it's just kind yeah, of it's, it's it's a nice journey to go on. I feel. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's a light and and goofy song. You know, if you think back to like the first song that the Revolution did, um, which mm. technically speaking was 1999. Which is about right. you know this apocalypse and partying like it's the end of the world. Yeah, to have yeah. <laughs> to have to have Daddy Pop be the introduction to the New Power Generation, other than the song New Power Generation, which didn't mm. actually feature the New Power Generation. Uh, you know, so things are very complicated in Prince World here. But yeah, yeah. you know, uh, this being the introduction to this band as it stands on this album, I think this is kind of like a fitting start to you know what would be you know a band that lasted about five six years. Uh, in mm-hmm. in this kind of variation, and then you know, obviously kept going for like another fifteen years, but with you know various people kind of coming in and out. You know, this version, right. you know, Prince has got two dancers. <laughs> you, know, you know, so obviously there's you know the idea of this band is kind of a little bit more kind of geared towards the idea of performing these songs live and you right. know the the live feel of them and and having you know people on stage and kind of like you say creating that kind of party atmosphere that's that seems mm. to be what the what the mpg are more about rather than you know the revolution who were you know a lot of the songs were a lot more serious right you know and so, and so this is kind of a nice light way to be introduced to this band right uh, this is also this is a very self-consciously commercial period for prince you know uh, batman had done really well but it sort of I think in, in your Batman episodes, you've you've talked about this. It's not an album that that people really tend to look back on. Yeah, you know, it kind of like every, everybody bought it in 1989, and then the the world kind of moved on. And Graffiti Bridge did not do well. Uh, Prince kind of like he was sort of desperately needing a hit, and so there's a several songs on this album are are, are really it's it's like Prince doing his his self affirmations. You know, it's Cream is obviously the most the the most kind of uh, famous of those, but Daddy Pop is really you know he's like he's talking himself up. He's saying like the critics, you know they're they're saying I'm I, I, I'm past my prime or whatever. But look at look at everything I've done. You know it's a it's a really kind of uh, <laughs> strangely vulnerable song if you sort of read between the lines. 
but but it's also very much about like I mean the the whole thing about punching the clock. It's you know he needs a hit, and uh, and that's yeah. what Diamond and Pearls is 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 kind of about. Yeah. And also, um, you know, this this song was used as a B side for Sexy MF uh, a year down the line. Uh, strolling and strolling and Daddy Pop. Well, strolling was the double A side with Sexy MF, and Daddy mm. Pop was like, uh, you know, the the true B side for that. Um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's just to give the DJ something to play if they weren't able to play Sexy MF, uh, which I feel like pretty much no radio stations were playing Sexy MF, you know, uncensored at the time. Um, but right. yeah, so I mean, you know, I would say out of five, uh, I would give it a four out of five, um, and I think that's just because um, you know it is a bit busy, and you know, uh, I do like the, the kind of the oh daddy oh yeah samples, but. Like I say, once you know that they're there, that's all you hear in this song, unfortunately. Um, and you know, I, I kind of, I kind of like, you know, the the kind of um, the different kind of introductions to the band. You know, like uh, having Rosie sing in a few lines. You know, t- tell tell the jest right at home, that kind of thing. And then having Tony M finish it up with this rap. You know, like it's almost like here's the band. You know, like we haven't had a rapper before, so let's have him kind of featured here. You know, Rosie. It, this is the first time where Prince is kind of regularly sharing vocals with you know a woman you know obviously wendy and lisa had done backing vocals before now and you know he you know like we said 1999 has kind of you know jill jones gets a line and you know he he done that kind of stuff but this is rosie singing all the way through this album and in most mm. tracks she's kind of on the same level as prince uh, and that's right. that's kind of something new as well so this is kind of just introducing you to all those elements um, but you know, I don't feel it's a five out of five. You know, it, for me, it would have to do something. You know, it'd have to kind of, <laughs> it would have to be a bit more focused to really be a five out of five. It just feels like you know everything and the kitchen sink is being thrown in, and Prince, right. and then and then Prince is kind of finishing it up with a ha, and then kind of like being like that, like being like that'll do. You know, uh, there's a little bit of a feeling. I, of that. I, I feel like I'm being slightly generous, but but I I think I'll I would also give it a four. Cause, cause a three, uh, giving uh, three seems too low to me. I mean, this is yeah. it's just a, it, it's just a fun, goofy song, but it's a, but it's a really fun song, and I like, um, you know, I, I love the, I love the delivery on the, um, especially the, the first lines of the verses. His delivery is so Larry Graham, which I think is is a fun little uh, reference, especially since Larry Graham joins his band within <laughs> within a decade. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just it it's a lot of fun. Um. It's not it's it's nothing earth shattering, but um, but I, I have a soft spot for it. Yeah, it should go without saying that nobody's covered this song. Um, and also, you know, Prince performed it as with a lot of Diamonds and Pearls tracks. He performed it, you know, for the Diamonds and Pearls tour, um, and then pretty much he never performed it ever again. Uh, you know, uh, the, the the unusual thing about the Diamonds and Pearls tour is it wasn't like a greatest hits. It was like specifically focused on the Diamonds and Pearls album. So you know, there's there's the Diamonds and Pearls album that was performed uh, on the tour, plus a load of the B sides like Call the Law and you know stuff stuff that ends up kind of showing up you know on uh, on some of the VHSs from around this time like the undertaker and the ride and so you know that's what the tour was about it was about new music but right. then obviously once prince got to like you know to 1993 94 he kind of stopped performing you know a lot of songs anyway but i don't think he would have continued performing daddy pop once he didn't have <laughs> once he didn't have tony m there and he didn't have rosie 
you know, those are the kind of essential elements of this song. So it makes it hard to kind of right. just slot other people in to play those roles. It doesn't, it wouldn't feel like the same kind of song, you know. So I guess that's probably why he stopped performing it after after a couple of years. But yeah, so is there anything else that needs to be said about Daddy Pop? You know, the only other thing that comes to mind is, um, it's sort of interesting. There, I, I recently read a book about the uh, the sort of history of the Minneapolis sound um, by a, um, a writer named Andrea Swenson. And uh, there was a, a an R and B on on the Minneapolis's only uh, R and B station during the fifties and sixties. Uh, there was a DJ who called himself Daddy Soul. Ah. So um, you know we don't like obviously Prince has never has never said this is where I got the idea from, but it is an interesting little connection. One wonders if uh, that kind of whether whether subliminally or not, if that if that was on his mind when he when he came up with Daddy Pop. Yeah, I mean, it possibly wouldn't it be, you know, even if it was only subliminal. Yeah, it seems like right. it probably would have been there. Anyway, let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Zachary? Sure. So I, as always, I have uh, my blog, my Prince blog and my Prince podcast, both of which are called Dance Music, Sex, Romance. And you can find those at the website princesongs.org. I also have another venture that I'm embarking on in the, in, uh, the new year, 2018, uh, my sister and I are launching a zine, a pop culture zine called Dystopian Dance Party. And the, our first issue is conveniently enough going to be themed after Prince. Uh, we are accepting submissions of writing and art inspired in some way by Prince. You can check out the call for submissions on dystopiandanceparty.com. And uh, sub- we'll be accepting submissions through the end of January 2018 um, for publication in April. And obviously you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or you can find us on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you could email us, not sure what you would, at track at gmail.com. Uh, thanks once more for being my guest here. Uh, on this episode, Zachary. Thank you. And otherwise, oh daddy, oh yeah. (laughs) 